Holy Spirit, or I might not see hyphen, the Spirit of Truth. I think in Massa being in 2008, Pastor Carla shared with us that she had this prayer in her heart, and she prayed it out, Lord, help me that I may not believe even a single lie. I don't know if any one of you have been Victory Faith Church for a long time, you remember that. Now, now, it's no longer her prayer, it's been my prayer for many years. I want the truth. And I hope you are, it's the same with you, you want the truth. You want to walk in the truth. We see in Acts chapter 2, God pouring out his spirit as promised to the, to the ones who are gathered in the upper room. They were expecting. However, there are some things that the Lord actually had spoken to them before his crucifixion. About the Holy Spirit that I want us to focus on before we can talk about Acts chapter 2. I believe that this is very important for us to live a spirit-filled life. That's the will of God, for us to be able to live a spirit-filled life. And in John chapter 16, reading from the New King James Version, it says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, mark those words, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into what? All truth. So Jesus, Jesus our Lord, is calling the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. And he says, when he, he has come, has he come? Yes, he did. We see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I, in fact, I'll say this. We see the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. It was the beginning. It, Prophet Joel said in the last days. Now, if in the last days began about 2,000 years ago when there was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How much more do we need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of truth in the time that we are in? Because we are in the last of the last days. Has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. How wonderful it is. That's what I've just been telling you about uh, 2020, uh, the remaining even part of the year, we know the story of it. God already spoke to us concerning this year. God has already spoken to us. We have even the scriptures, the word of God, the final authority concerning his plans for us. Do you know what that does? Removes every kind of fear. Removes every kind of uncertainty. Removes every kind of wanderings. And, and, and it enables us to be anchored strongly in the word of God, knowing this. Whatever the challenges might be, or might have been, we know the plans of God. We keep saying what the word of God says. We keep saying the truth. And he will tell us things to come. He will glorify me, Jesus said, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Let me say this, expect heavenly declarations. Amen. Expect heavenly declarations to hear them. As you hear them, you speak them. That's exactly how Jesus operated. He said, I don't say anything except that which I've heard the Father say. I don't do anything except that which I have seen my Father do. So in other words, he's saying this, Jesus is saying this, 
What you are hearing me speak are heavenly words. Amen. What you hear me speak is heavenly vocabulary. I'm operating under the power of heaven, though being here on this earth. I like that. I'm excited already saying that. What you are hearing me speak is heavenly vocabulary. And the one who's granting me these words is the spirit of truth, is the Holy Spirit. He's taking the word of the Father or the words of the Father and he's giving them into my heart and I'm speaking them out and I'm having heavenly results on earth. This is what it means. I am not limited to the earthly operations. I am not limited to what is going on around. If there is any company I've registered, it's called Jesus Unlimited Company. <laughs> not limited, unlimited company, unlimited operations. All things that the Father has are mine. That's, that's what I'm telling you that you need to expect heavenly utterance, heavenly declarations in your heart. Receive them. Receive them and put them in your heart, in, in, in your mouth. Therefore, I say that you will take of mine, Jesus said concerning the Holy Spirit, and declare it to you. Say, I receive, I receive. heavenly declarations over my situations. Right now, I hear because blessed are my eyes for they see and my ears for they hear. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. Listen, church, to experience a spirit-filled life, then one, one must be a person of the truth. To experience a spirit-filled life, one must be a person of the truth. Let us look at some scriptures concerning God the Father. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, he's speaking with Moses. He takes some water here. <laughs> it's been dry over here. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. But in speaking to Moses, he says, he proclaims, say, saying that, uh, and the Lord, in, in Exodus 34, verse 6, and the Lord passed before him, before Moses, and proclaimed, listen to God's proclamation. The Lord, the Lord God, if God introduces himself to you that way, you better be saying, yes, Lord. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth. Abounding in goodness and truth. Go to Deuteronomy 32, verse 3 and 4. This is Moses proclaiming. He says this, for I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice. Listen to this. A God of truth and without injustice 
righteous and upright is he. He's called a God of truth. Now this is God the Father introducing himself to, to proclaiming yeah, to, to Moses. And we know in Hebrews 6.18, I'm not going to read the whole of it, but the, the, the Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God to lie. Now the Father is a God of truth and he abounds in truth. Remember, we are speaking about the spirit of truth. And the Son, Jesus, our Lord, is the truth. Do you remember in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he proclaims he's the truth. And now Jesus, the Son, is about to leave the earth. He's about to be crucified. He's about to, to, to die and resurrect. And then he says in John 16 that we have read, when the spirit of truth has come. So he's, we see from the scriptures, God the Father is the truth. We see the Son is proclaiming and saying, I am the truth. And we see the Holy Spirit is being referred as the spirit of the truth. And you know what? Then the children of God. You remember the scripture? As many as received him. Jesus Christ. He gave us what? The power. To become what? Or the right to become children of God. Then the children of God. Who we are. Must be securely founded on the truth. Also, they must be, I'm going to introduce another aspect of it. Also, they must be truthful. If they are to walk in unity with the Holy Trinity. Do you remember Amos 3, 3 says, can two walk together unless they, they are in agreement? Can two walk together unless they, they are in agreement? I believe walking in the truth is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. As a believer... Walking in the truth is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Why is this so important? Because the system of the world controlled by the devil is founded on lies. That's the reality of it. In, in John chapter 8 verse 44, to see that the system of the world controlled by the devil. In, 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 in um, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 is known as the God with a small g of this world is controlled by the father of lies. is founded, the system operates through lies. I wish I read much of it in, in, in uh, John chapter 8. It's such a wonderful conversation. He says this, you are, Jesus speaking to the Jews, remember he had spoken to them and introduced, let me see if I can read some more of those scriptures in uh, John chapter 8. Do I have time? I I think so. Let me see. I think you have all the time you're at home. <laughs> but in, Acts, in John chapter 8, verse 37 says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants. Remember they said, yeah, we are Abraham's descendants. In fact, verse 4, sorry, 33 says, Then they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. That is after saying that you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. In fact, it's not right to, to quote it that way. He says, if you abide in my word, 
you, shall, you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's what he told them. Now remember, he's saying also the truth. Then they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants, descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assured I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I like that scripture. And then they said, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to, he said to them, but you seek to kill me. Because my word has no place in you. I speak which I have seen with my father, just like what I was telling you. I speak what I've seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. Now, that's a dangerous ground. But Jesus, the man of the truth. Jesus, the truth. Then they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, you do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you what? The truth. You seek to kill me, the man who has told you the truth, which I had from God. Abraham did not, did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Now again, that is a dangerous ground to tread on. Then they said to him, we are not born of fornication. I, I don't think they said it gentle the way I've said it. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God... Why, your father, you love me. For I proceed forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Then it goes to verse 44. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Listen to this church. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Let me see if I can quote uh, Gloria Copeland. I've heard her say this, that uh, she says that the father, I mean, the devil is a liar. And if a situation is so looking bad, he says, she says this. If, the de if this, that situation was that bad, the devil could not have been talking about it. You understand what that means? If it is that bad, the devil could not have been talking about it. Because if it was that bad, then him is a father of lies. But if he kept talking about it, you should know he's lying. The situation is not that bad. You anchor your faith on the truth. You see that? So then, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. Say, the devil is a liar. And the father of wheat. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me, convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you want, do you not believe me? He who is of God, he has goes to us. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Now, I know I read so many scriptures that are not given to the team. But listen to this. I think in our generation... The lies of the enemy are so much because of the media. Until if one says, sets his life depending on what is called the news, 
we live in con confusion. Have you, have you ever seen that things keep changing? You know, sometimes they tell you that you don't eat the, the white part of an egg, and then they tell you it's bad, and they tell you the yellow part is, is the one which has a problem because of your skin. I mean, these things change and change and change and change. Now, if you are following all that without the, listening to the spirit of truth, that is confusion. The world is confused. But the word of God is the truth. Many people are living in lies in our generation. I remember, <laughs> I think that was 2000, 2000 and, 2001. The Lord has spoken to me that I was going to get married to Tina. And then, of course, this is what he said. He said to me, do not present yourself to her as somebody you are not. Now, do you know what that meant? I was broke. I didn't need to present myself in any other way. My appearance was so speaking so loud that I was broke. So, but the Lord told me, and, and I'm telling you, this is what he spoke to me. I have it written down. He said this, if he said this to me, if you present yourself differently than you are, I will make sure that you will fail. Wow. So what she saw was what she was bargaining for. And the amazing thing is this. The only promise I could give to her was the word. I didn't have any promise or we have a big account. You know, by, by next year we'll have a, a big account. No, the only promise I could give to her was the word of God. Why? I had to present myself the way I appear. If we went to a, to a place, I would not try even to think of Hilton Hotel. Why is that so? I didn't have that money. If I didn't have bus fare, why would I be thinking about Hilton Hotel? No, there's a difference. But how many people, young people, young ladies nowadays, because of living in the lives of the enemy, they present themselves so differently until they say, I do. And then you see the true colors of an individual. Thank God. Thank God. Young man, young lady, the very important thing is this. Walk in the truth. Walk in the truth. You go to the word of God, you find the truth, you listen to the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, you present yourself to people as you are before the Lord by faith. If there is anything you are doing, you are doing it by faith. If there is anything you are doing, it's because you love God. And you care for, for his purposes. One cannot convince me that can sit for hours watching news and sc scrolling in the internet looking for news and at the same time live a spirit-filled life. No, ever. No, never. That cannot happen. Because the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, will not allow a person to do so unless you totally ignore him. Unless you totally ignore the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Psalm 1515. I want to read it out from the Passion Translation. Psalm 115. The Spirit of Truth. Say the Spirit of Truth. Do you know what this is calling us to? To humble ourselves in repentance. To check out our hearts. I like the way uh, Ella Francis say. It's not the sacrifice, it's the altar. 
from which altar are you giving to God? Is it the, the, the altar built to honor God or the, and, and the sacrifice is being placed there to honor God or is to honor other gods? So it's the heart condition that's so important and that's what I'm talking about. The spirit of truth, you start thinking of the heart condition. For the spirit of truth to dwell in. Listen to this in, in the Passion Translation in Psalm 15. It says this, Lord, who, dwell, who dares to dwell with you? Who presumes, presumes the privilege of being close to you? Living next to you in your shining place of glory. Do you want that place? Living next to God in his shining place of glory. Listen to this. Who are those who, dwell, who daily dwell in the life of the Holy Spirit? I'll say it again. Who are those who daily dwell in the life of the Holy Spirit? If I was going to say it in other words, I'll say this. Who are those who are living on a daily, daily basis a spirit-filled life? Do you want to know who are those? We'll know in a short while. Who are those? They are passionate and wholehearted, always. Sincere, and listen to this, and always speaking the truth, for their hearts are trustworthy. Woo! Glory to God. What is the question? Who are those who daily dwell in the life of the Holy Spirit? Who are those who are going to live a spirit-filled life. They are passionate and wholehearted. But God is not expecting for us to give something half-hearted, if there's something like that. Or, you know, you know, if it's of God, it's okay. You know, you know, it's for the church. No. If it's for religion, probably. But if we are talking of the church... Of the living God? If we are talking of anything being offered to God, there has to be passion. There has to be a whole heart. There, was, there has to be sincerity and always speaking the truth. For their hearts are trustworthy. Are there people that when you say, you, 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 you know, talk and they, they say, can you meet tomorrow at 10 o'clock? You know what will happen. Have you ever had people like those? You know, there are some you know for sure. They'll be there at 10 o'clock. And there are some who will show up. You know, they'll be there at 10, 10 15, some 10, 11 o'clock. Personally, you, you won't have a meeting with me if you show up one hour later. Even 30 minutes, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'll do that. Because you see, what actually that is, is the person does not speak the truth. The person does not value, their words are not valuable. The person is not walking a spirit-filled life. If they are being walking a spirit-filled life, the Holy Spirit will tell them, remember you said at 10 o'clock, then you need to be there by 5 to 10 o'clock. Oh, it's quiet. At least, Tim, you can say Amen. Or if any one of you, there'll be an opportunity to repent at the end. You understand? So, but but, but take, take a way of thinking, a new way of thinking, 
to walk in the spirit of, of truth. To walk a spirit-filled life. That if you say you're going to do something, you know that's exactly what you're going to do. What, what you're going to do. Why? Because you have the, the spirit of truth. For their hearts are trustworthy. Have you ever been in a bus or in a matatu and, and probably you had someone, you know, making a call? And you can tell the question the other side is, where are you? And probably, you know, those who know Nairobi well, probably are coming from Dika Road and they are supposed to meet in town, the city center, let's say like Kencom. And then the person is being asked, you can tell he's being asked, where are you? And they say, and you know, actually, you are in, let's say, like in Safari Park. That's where the vehicle is. That's where the bus is. But you, you hear them say, I'm just near. And they, you can tell the, the question the other side is, where are you actually? And they say, at the globe roundabout. And, and everyone keeps quiet in the vehicle and they are looking. This, we know this is Safari Park. This is not globe roundabout. Hey, that's not a spirit-filled life. That's not a heart that is trustworthy for the spirit of uh, truth to dwell in. Listen, they refuse to slander or insult others. Oh, that's big. They'll never listen to gossip or rumors. Say, oh, oh, oh. How many do you have those ones on WhatsApp and all those groups? Gossip and rumors. No, would they ever harm one another with their words? Their words, like, like what Pastor Carlos was speaking about, holy words, gracious words, love words, committed to love. They will never harm one another with their words. They will speak out passionately against evil and evil workers. I think it's a high time the church to stand in the truth and to stand against evil in our nation. That if something is evil, it's evil, the, the church has a voice to, to speak against evil. Uh, is it uh, this past Sunday? I'm not so sure. Pastor Gala say, say that you hate what God hates. You hate what God hates. God hates evil. You hate evil. Whatever is evil is not, ah, uh, perhaps. No, you hate what God hates. While commending, it says, they will speak out passionately against evil and evil workers while commending the faithful ones who follow after the truth. Hallelujah. You find that word again, who follow after the truth. Listen to this. This is powerful. Remember what, what is the question? Who are those who daily, daily dwell in the life of the Holy Spirit? Who are those who are living a spirit-filled life? These are such indicators, you know, just what? Checkpoints, actually, to see, am I actually living a spirit-filled life? And then the other one says this. They make firm commitments and follow through even at great cost. Say, I receive that. Say, I receive that. They make firm commitments and follow through even at great cost. 
I like that. Whatever it takes, produce it. That's a spirit-filled life. Like the song that we sang in the beginning, it's not by mind, nor by power, but by the Holy Spirit. And because it's the Holy Spirit empowers me to do something, I have no excuse whatsoever as to why I shouldn't pro uh, provide it or I shouldn't, I shouldn't follow through my commitment. That's, commi that's a spirit-filled life. That's a way to serve God. They are what? Firm commitments. Think about this in marriages. Think about this in serving the Lord in churches. Think about, I don't know if all the years you've been victory faith, I don't know if you've ever wondered, uh, you know, you're preparing to come to church and you're, you're wondering, I wonder if we have church today. I wonder if the pastors even show up. I wonder if the praise team is even there. I wonder if there's anyone else in church. You never find that. We've given our commitment to serve you. Our commitment to serve God and our commitment to be able to serve you. And I do believe that's what, as a team, we did whatever it took to be able to bring these messages to you on, on, on Sundays, every Sunday during this time that we've, we were not able to gather in churches. Listen, they never crush others with exploitation or abuse. And they would never be bought with a bribe against the innocent. If, if this was in our nation, think about this. Every politician, every worker, every person, corruption would be something of the past. Listen then, listen this church. Then a spirit-filled life cannot bribe. At any cost. A spirit-filled life cannot bribe. If one says, but, but I'm, you know, I bribe, but I still speak in tongues. You have the, some words in the mouth, but you are not full. You are not replenished. You are not filled with the Holy Spirit. You used to. Now, can you think about someone say this? You know that brother is a spirit-filled brother and uh, he killed so-and-so. No, no, no. He used to be. But the day he was killing that brother, it was a long time <laughs> since he had been filled <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. That's a reality. That is a spirit-filled believer. Not so. They cannot. You cannot be spirit-filled and do that. Let me read. Um, oh, let me finish this and then i read another scripture. Listen to this. They will never be shaken. They will stand firm forever. Say, church, I receive that. That a spirit-filled person will never be shaken. They will stand firm forever. Just like the word of God, which is the truth, that you will stand firm forever in the world. It doesn't matter what happens. You will stand firm forever. Why? You have set your feet on the solid ground, the living word of God. I didn't intended to do this, but let me read um, Ephesians chapter 5. I say something, and then I, I remember when I said, uh, used to be spirit-filled, <laughs> but not that day. Uh, uh, in verse 18 from the Amplified Bible, he says this, 
And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever, ever, ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Do not, be drunk, do not get drunk with wine, for, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Be filled and stimulated by the Holy Spirit. Now that means even our actions are spirit-led. We are stimulated by the Holy Spirit. Walking in the truth and being truthful is destroying the influence of the kingdom of darkness upon our lives, church. Walking in the truth and being truthful is destroying the influence of the kingdom of darkness upon our lives and those around us. Why is that so? Because the kingdom of darkness thrives on lies. But the kingdom of God is the kingdom of the truth. Therefore, if I'm walking in, in, uh, in the truth, I'm walking in light, actually. I'm walking in the light. And what happens? It, it actually exposes the lies of the enemy. I don't know how many times I've sat, you know, watching television, maybe something, news or a little bit of it, and you, you, you can tell in your heart, that's not the truth. That's a lie. That's not the truth. And the amazing thing in our generation, someone can be brought on camera, he has said this, and then the next thing he say, no, I didn't say that. What did you say? You took me wrong. You know, the way we say, we translate those, those words. You took me wrong. You didn't understand my statement. Actually, what I meant, not so. And then what the media people do will bring in another clip of that person, of what actually they said. And the other person say, I never said that. You misunderstood me. No, we didn't misunderstand you. It's because out of the abundance of lies in your heart, the mouth spoke. Because you're not living a life of truth. A spirit-filled life has to be a life of the truth. A spirit-filled life has to be a life of the truth. What you say is the truth and your word is dependable. Oh, that's good, church. What you say is the truth, and your word is dependable. If you had every believer doing that, do you know we'll eradicate darkness in our nation? In our communities, really? There's a story of a village and a hyena. I don't know if you've ever heard that. There's a, growing up, uh, uh, we, we've been told, especially so that you may be saying the truth. But this villager, or you'll be running, you know, in a village. Think of an African village. We'll be running and say, oh, hyena is after me. Hyena is after me. And he's running and running. And the villagers will come out and say, where is the hyena? And they, he laughs. And then they go back to their homes. He said another time. And villagers came out, you know, where is the hyena? And then he laughed and there was no hyena. He went, he went his way. Then the day came. Because he kept calling those things that be not as though they were. He kept calling that hyena. Then the day came when he, he cried the top of his lungs, Hyena, help! There's a hyena, help! No villager came out. And the next thing they found is skull. He had been eaten up by the hyena. Why? Because his word was not dependable. He had said it over and over again. And when the situation was real, people could not trust him. 
You know, even during this time, uh, and I'll say this, even during this time of, uh, you know, the uh, COVID-19, it's not the time of COVID-19, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But the people who are used to, you know, speaking lies concerning money, they borrow money in lies and lies and giving one lie and giving one story after another. Until when they are now in genuine need, you don't know how to help them. Say, so Pastor, you're preaching good. That's the truth. And you don't know. And I don't know if you've experienced that. You just don't know how to help them because that's, the, that's their lifestyle. Until if they're in a crisis, you just don't know how to help them because last time you heard this story, next time you'll hear another, you heard another story, and then the next time you'll hear another story, and the next time when you meet, they don't remember that they told you that same story. Pastor, Pastor Wade say that when I um, started having workers, you know, coming, having come to Kenya in 1987, and I don't know, a few months, I don't know how long, but there's a, a man who came and said, I want you to travel, Reverend. I said, to where? To up country. Why? My, my mama died. Oh, sorry. Okay, all right. Helped the individual with some money and went. And then after months, I don't know after how long, I said, uh, Reverend, I need to go home to travel for funeral. What happened? My mom died. I said, hey, let's, let's make it this one straight. Help me here. Last time, I thought your mom died already, and you went for the burial. And then this time again, you're going for your mama. For the burial. I said, oh, Reverend. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't understand. The last time, actually, is my aunt who raised me up. She was like my mama. So she's the one that I attended the funeral. <laughs> but this time, actually, this is my mama who gave birth to me. <laughs> so it's, so it's a, I think it was so funny for Pastor Swede and Carla. He said that, I said, I, I, was, I got to realize that I'm getting to know these Africans because they think in terms of a community. And I know, I know many of us can say the same. You know, the people that you look at them and this, this is my mama. I mean, this is, I thought that is your uncle. This is my mom. We've heard people say this, this is my brother, but from another mother. You understand that, that we always want that relation to be connected. But let me tell you something, whatever the case, be truthful. Whatever the case, be truthful. Whatever the case, be conscious of a spirit-filled life. Listen, every fear is founded on lies. Every fear is founded on lies. You know, even tribalism is a lie of the enemy because no man is better than the other. Racism, there's no man who's better than the other. You know, it's all founded on lies. God created man in his own image and in his likeness. If you're a truthful person, it will be easy. Listen to this, church. If you're a truthful person, it will be easy for you to believe the word when you read it. It will be easy. Why is that so? Because the word is the truth. This means that you will not struggle believing God's promises. Why? Because your heart is, a, is truthful. Therefore, it is easy to believe that it is impossible for God to lie. In Psalm 15, 51 verse 6, 
Psalm 51 verse 6, it says this, Behold, talking about God, you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. So you, re- you receive that word, that is Psalm 51 verse 6. You receive that word because you're, you're a truthful person. It will be easy for you to believe what the word of God says when you read it. You see, um, you know, be married, you know, coming to 17 years. If, if I tell her I'm, I am in Westlands and I'm leaving Westlands now, she knows that's where I am. Because she knows I can't be in Limuru and tell her I'm leaving Westlands now. She knows that. Can you hear your men, honey? <laughs> I mean, she, she knows that. I can be somewhere else and I'm telling her. Because look at this. Then with that kind of attitude, when we read the word of God being the truth, it will be easy to receive it because we know God's word is dependable. Just like I gave out my word I'm going to do, God is much better than I. He will do what he says he will do because it's impossible for God to lie. The Holy Spirit bears witness with the truth. This is so critical in being led by the Holy Spirit and making decisions. So critical because he bears witness to the truth with the truth because he's a spirit of truth. We are living in such a critical time that the Father wants us to experience, listen church, the outpourings of the Holy Spirit than any previous generation as we usher in the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God wants his church to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The pouring of the Holy Spirit. But the foundations are so important that we speak the truth. Say, but I speak in tongues a hundred times a day. But if you're not walking in the truth, I don't know what that is if they are tongues of the Holy Ghost. And I believe us standing on the truth is such a key in all this, meaning in all what? In all the pouring of the Holy Spirit that God wants us to bring. Listen, completely separated from the lies of the devil. Completely separated from the lies of the devil. In John 15 verse 3, John 15, verse 3, Jesus said this, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Let's go also to John 17. Let me take some water over here, please. In John, John 17, in verse 14, John 17 verse 14, it says this, I have given you, I have given them your word, that's Jesus praying to the Father before he left, he was crucified. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Say, I am not of the world. It's exactly who you are. That means, what does it mean? You are not supposed to be influenced by the lies of the devil. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them 
from the evil one. Evil one, who's that? Keep them from the father of lies. Keep them from the influence of lies. They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. He says it again. Listen to this. Sanctify them by your truth. Separate them. Set them aside by your truth. Your word is the truth. And then verse 18 says this. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Listen to this, church. How did he send them into the world? He sent them into the world with the truth. In fact, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says this. In other words, if you, you know what the scripture says is, uh, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. And he goes on and on and on in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But look at this. This is in, in context of this, what you have just read. He's saying this. I am sending you to the world with the truth. However, don't go out by yourself until you have received the spirit of truth who will empower you to be witnesses of the truth. I thought you were going to shout in your sitting room and say, yeah, pastor, that's me. <laughs> I've been sent, glory to God. I've been sent with the spirit, but by, by, by the truth, Jesus himself. But he says this, the one who will empower you is the spirit of truth to be a witness of the truth to the world, controlled by darkness. And then he says this, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. The truth sanctifies. The truth sets you apart. And like you, like you shower every day, hopefully, you are supposed to be showering every day or taking birth every, uh, birth every day. But listen to this. Then when we receive the word of God on a daily basis, we are being sanctified. We are being cleansed from the lies of the enemy. Things that we have probably believed and said as the truth. Sometimes people repeat the words of a, of a politician. Not all politicians are bad, you understand that. But receive, re, re, repeat the words of someone as if, is God speaking? Yes, yeah, so and so say, but so and so say, no, so and so is being lying. But if God spoke it, hey, if God say this, 2020, 2020 shall be of supernatural increase. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for the spirit of truth. Bears witness with this truth. Because the plans you have for me are no plans of evil. They are plans that are good to give you unexpected end. Church, it's the truth that sanctifies us. It's the truth that cleanses us. Listen, the more we receive the truth of the word of God, I do believe this. We open our hearts for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to manifest the will of the Father, to manifest 
the expressions of heaven to manifest the, the things that he wants to do on this earth because we are anchored on the truth. We are truthful. Go back in your own time to that Psalm 15, especially from the Passion Translation, and look at, look at it. And if you've been walking in any kind of lying and, and, and do things that you know you shouldn't do, and by the way, sometimes believers say like, no, I never lie. That's fine. But do you know sometimes we repeat words that are not the truth? There are people who can speak to you about state house as if they live there. And, and they are convinced. But this is what the president was saying in his bedroom. Were you there? You know, someone heard who? Why, do you, are you that person? You understand? And sometimes we repeat them as if it's the final authority. Look at this. That's a lie being spoken. And what is it doing? Actually, it's polluting your belief system. You believe lies, you speak lies. You believe the truth, you speak the truth. You open your hearts to the spirit of truth. Sometimes you may say something and the spirit of God say, don't say that. Don't say that. That's not the truth. I say, yes, sir, forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> I remember years ago, uh, Tina no longer does this. But she'll say this. I say, ah, you know, uh, you know what, actually? And she say, and I say, oh, no, never mind. I'm not going to say that. She said, what did you want to say? You know, if I have that check of the Holy Spirit. And she said, what did you want to say? I said, no, no, I can't say it, honey. I, I'm not going to confess it. He said, but what did you want to say? Finally, the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He gave me a word. I say, honey, do you want me to tell you what the Holy Spirit has told me not to say? That brought peace. That's how the Holy Ghost works. Do you want me to say what the Holy Ghost has given me a check that I shouldn't say? You know what? That's when you, you, you choose that. There was that you, you, you realize, no, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't confess that concerning my finances. I shouldn't confess that over my children. I shouldn't confess that concerning my business. I shouldn't be singing the same song with the world when I have already gotten the truth concerning, concerning 2020. I shouldn't be saying my business is so bad. I don't know if it's going to recover in this year. I shouldn't be saying that. You shouldn't be saying that. You should be saying what the truth says. It's not automatic though. It takes releasing and yielding to him to show you the truth, to listen to the truth, to give you the witness concerning words that you are supposed to say over every situation. Words received by the power of the Holy Spirit and spoken by a believer has the same ability as Jesus himself speaking them on this earth. They bring out heavenly results and destroys the works of the enemy. Would you please stand up on your feet before we receive Holy Communion? I want to lead you into your prayer. And really you have to desire this insincerity. I'll be speaking some things about, you know, the Holy Spirit. But I thought this is so foundational for us to go into the roots. Do you know actually which I do believe this? If you get into the word of God and you start speaking in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth goes 
into their heart. I mean, into the, some issues in their heart and removes them. Roots them out. Uproots them. And if you are sensitive to him, he'll start telling you of things that you are supposed to be sowing in that heart. Please lift up your hands before the Lord. In sincerity and in truth. Say, Lord. Come on, say, Lord. If there be even one lie that I have believed. And taken it as the truth. I ask you to forgive me. And cleanse me from it. I release myself. To the spirit of truth. Every plant which you, my heavenly Father, has not planted in me, I uproot it now in Jesus' name. I root out, I pull down, I destroy every influence of the lies of the enemy upon my life. And I receive the truth. I receive the truth. And I ask you, Father, to help me to disarm the truth and speak the truth in love. And I ask you, Father, to replenish me with the spirit of truth in Jesus' name. Now receive that. Receive that. Thank you, Father. If you are a spirit-filled believer, go ahead and speak in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We receive that. Loboste Kestera. Don't glory the handy prestastiada. Gendan roste clamlo. Staboste kestaba. Let your truth, Father. Kestere de prostakishtiara. Penetrating the hearts of your people. Removing every lie of the enemy. Destroying the foundations of the enemy. Destroying even generational curses. The, the curses spoken. And cleansing your people with the truth. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, it's the season, it's the time. And we want to be the people of truth. We desire to be the people of the truth. Father, thank you for the cleansing of the water by the word upon your body, upon your church. Make that decision in your mind and in your heart that God from this day, I'm going to be a person of the truth. I'm going to flow with the Holy Trinity are speaking the truth always. And in many instances, uh, it's not even easy. But you know what? I'd rather take that which is doesn't look easy, but is the truth, than follow the easy way which leads to destruction. Remember, he says, narrow is the way that leads to life. Wide is a way that leads to destruction. Initially, it may be even difficult. For, for years, you've spoken lies and all that. 
It may be difficult, but you make up your mind. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I think I was 10 or 11. I was in my home and I was playing with a matchbox in our bedroom, which was my brother's. And I, and I, I was young, but I shared the bedroom with them. So I was playing. No, I didn't actually share that bedroom. I won't, I won't, I won't tell you why they removed me from that bedroom. Because <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I used to bed, uh, to, to wet the bed. So they felt like they are youths and, and they felt like they are, they are, their bedroom is, is smelling so much urine. So because after wetting the bed, I, I just cover and go out as if nothing happened. So they kept smelling that thing, stinging and saying, no, you are out of here. So mother graciously received, told me to go to another room. So I remember going to their bedroom one time, which was outside, you know, the main house, and I was playing with a matchbox, and I left after that. But there was a shelf with books, and what happened, actually, I didn't know. But people were outside, they were the you know, the garden walking, they saw the smoke coming from that room and they ran in to check and actually the mattress, uniforms of my brother, the shelves with books which had been of my, my, my dad and mom for, of the 60s probably, um, they were all burned down. And then they didn't suspect it was me and I kept quiet. They suspected my cousin who we lived with. And I agreed with them. It should be, it should be you. <laughs> it wasn't a cool thing to do. I was 10, 11. I never said that. I felt so bad inside of me, but I knew it was not my cousin. My cousin is called Love. It was not my cousin Love. It was me who burned it down. But Love was cheeky, so they thought it was him. He could pass for, for, him, for him doing this, that thing. But, I gave my life to Christ about 10 years later. And the Holy Spirit said this, you need to confess that sin that you've hidden for years. Say, so, oh yeah, I know what it is. And I told my parents with the tears, 10 years later, I was 23 now, I just gave my life to Christ. With the tears, I said, actually, I'm the one who did it. And it didn't matter to them. But it was a long secret that had been eating me up because I never said the truth. But listen to this, then I told love, I told him, by the way, love, it, you know, it was, you accused for falsely, it was me who did it. And he said, never mind, that's no problem. I thought that's easy. Listen, there can be secrets, quote unquote, you've hidden inside of you of lies. Remove them. Sometimes, sometimes, and many times, it's a hindrance to being filled with the Holy Spirit and power. You may have wars, but there's no power. But I'm telling you, that power goes to the roots and enables you to live a spirit-filled life against the enemy and what he stands for. All what he stands for. Listen, it's being baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. But the truth is very important in, in, in standing in the truth for that power to manifest. As you partake of Holy Communion, in your own heart, make that commitment to the Lord. This is a covenant meal. In fact, he says it's the blood, is the cup of the new covenant in his blood. Listen, just like he says in, in Psalm 80, 89, he says, my covenant will I not break, 
nor alter the thing that has come out of my lips. What comes out of his lips is the truth. You decide also, Father, as I receive Holy Communion today, I make a determination to be a person of the truth. Jesus, you said your body is flesh indeed, and your blood is drink indeed. I eat your flesh and drink your blood in remembrance of you, my Lord, the truth. They could not bury you. They could not hide the truth that you had been raised from the dead. And you live inside of me. Cleanse me from every lie. Everything I have spoken and taken it as the truth, which is the lie of the enemy, I ask you to cleanse me. I partake of your body in remembrance of you. Take of it, please. Thank you for your precious blood. Your blood is drinking deep. And thank you for the cleansing, for the forgiveness, the, redeem, the remission of the sins of your people. We partake of your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Will you lift up your hands even as the team comes up, please? Thank you, Him. Thank Him for His mercies. Thank him for his grace. Thank him for his goodness. He's a good God. He's not a condemner. He's a merciful and gracious God. Father, thank you for the supernatural work, your spirit of truth moving in the homes of your people and the lives of your people. Removing lies of the enemy and establishing the truth. Removing foundations of, of the enemy and establishing the foundations of heaven. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 